0: Do it. Do it now. Who is waiting on your voice? You have a message people need to hear. Stop putting it off and do it. Do it now. The And Believe Podcast Network is here to advance your vision. Let's start your podcast today. What's up? Thank you for joining another episode of Moments and Answers. I'm going to reflect and recall upon different moments I've had in ministry, business and with my family. as I'm doing this, I'm going to answer to the best of my ability all of the questions that come in what are we talking about today, man? Do y'all know let me let me hear what you're saying. Nah, that's not it. I'm I'm a key in because uh, it's a little bit of a trick question. It's a question, but it's not a question. So I keep being part of this ongoing conversation. However, I never seem to be the one that initiates it. I just somehow get pulled in. Before we go into this, I want you to understand many people, families, organizations, and ministries, and more have been affected by COVID-19. None of this episode or any conversations are intended to point it at or Being done in such a way to degrade, belittle, or downplay what people have experienced, gone through, suffered, endured, overcome, survived. All right? In fact, I actually ask that y'all submit prayers. Submit the prayers. If you go to allcreatorsm.com, there's a section that says prayers. If you click on that. Submit family so we can pray for them. We have a team of people that have agreed to join in with us and pray. Okay, a team of people that have agreed to join in with us and pray. So, by all means, uh, submit the prayers. We would love to pray with you all. Now, the conversation I keep being a part of uh, Donovan, how do you continue to be strong or in spite of COVID? And so this conversation is going to be centered around three simple concepts. Those concepts are having some Holy Ghost grit, maintaining balance and dealing with things at the root. Now what I found was as I deal with things at the root, what I found is that it serves such a great purpose in my life because it keeps things from blowing up down the road. And I know what you're saying, you're like, Dama, that sounds good, but I'm I'm talking about how do you be strong in spite of what this is it. It starts with yourself. I love the passage in James 4, in a nutshell, it lets you know you are going to have to uh, do some self-evaluations. You're going to have to turn that mirror on yourself. You're going to have to put that microscope on. On you, what are the things that are within you that's keeping the what God has planned for you, what God has laid up for for you? What are the things that are within you that's keeping you from experiencing those? You better turn that mirror on yourself, man. You better put that, you better put yourself under the microscope, and as I'm dealing with with things at the root, that means that the signs and the symptoms, yes, I understand those and I recognize those, but instead of trying to run and try to treat every sign and symptom, no, I'm going to get down to the root cause of this thing. In business, they would say an acute cause analysis. You know, they'll say, you know, you ask why five times in order to discover what's truly going on. And... What I liken it unto in ministry, well, not just ministry, because it's going to be done really with everything, but what I liken it unto is intercession. For those that are not familiar with that, uh, Webster defines intercession. Inter, sorry, intercession. Uh, Webster defines that as prayer, petition, and or entreaty. In favor of someone else Simple as that Now what I like About intercession is You know I get prayer requests Some come directly to me Some may come to my inbox My phone Some other people bring to me um, so, Some <laughs> and <laughs> Most of the time uh I'm caught off guard. Now, I love praying right there on the spot as well. But um, one of the things I do in, hey, by the way, disclaimer, look, if you, are, if you are asking me to pray, to lock in with you, to believe something with you, I am expecting you to have some Bible verses that you're speaking over that situation and into that situation and over yourself. All right? That's what I'm expecting from you. And if you don't know some, just say it, you know, and we'll find some. But I'm expecting you to have those, uh, those Bible verses as you're believing. But anyway, going back to this. The reason I like to liken it unto intercession is because whenever I'm about to intercede for somebody... I don't I don't care what the petition is I don't care you know who they're connected to. I begin to silence all the voices all the outside stimulus you know the the, the social media um and really sometimes i'm I'm not even focusing on uh at times what the person is really requesting <laughs> I know that sounds crazy right but the reason why I don't is because in that moment, I'm like, Lord, it's not about what I see, it's not about what I hear, it's not about what I feel. But it is about all of what you see, what you hear, and what you feel. And before I even began to get into that, you know, I'm in a place where I'm 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 worshiping God. I'm 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 so grateful for who he is and and, and that he that he loves me, that it just just oh. I'm in a place of just surrendering myself to God. And then I'll feel that release and where I, it's, it's, now it's the time to let my request known. And I'm like, Lord, you know, I really want you to weigh in on this. What, what is going on? What is it you see? What is it you feel? You know, what's going on? And what I find in those moments is many times God is like, you know, what, That's a distraction. That's a distraction. The, the issue is being played up like it's so big, but it's it's a distraction. And God will begin to give it instructions. And then sometimes God will say, you know, it's appearing like this, but really what's going on is uh, there's rejection there or there's anger there or there's unforgiveness there or whatever it, it may be. That is what's present. And so as I find those things are what God is identifying that begins to tell me what to pray and what to pray against and how I should be praying. And God even go further. He'll begin to show me not just what God is wanting for this person, but he even begin to show me, you know, uh, the things that the enemy is trying to get done in their life. And I mean, it really starts to go uh, in depth, but I love it because it doesn't have me where I'm trying to fulfill someone's agenda. Instead, where it has me is whatever's really going on, I'm able to identify it and I'm able to address it. And so that's why I liken it onto intercession is because... As you deal with things at the root, what you find is you're way more effective. And what you find is it's forcing you to grow. Mm -hmm. It's forcing you to come up. It's forcing you to see things from a different perspective. And that's what I love about it. Now, again, we find ourselves going back to this P word that (laughs) so many people tend to hate and not like, but it's called patience. Um, As I said in the previous um, uh, sessions, this P word is called patience, and as it's identified as being patience, what you're going to have to realize is that the Bible says grow like this and that P word is listed. You're talking about why I'm able to do this in spite of, in spite of, in spite of, in spite of. It's because on a day-to-day regular basis this is what I'm doing. And as I'm doing this It allows me to think outside the box. It allows me to remain centered. It allows me to remember, Donovan. What is you doing? What is you working towards? This thing that's coming in here. What is? It, what is its assignment? Who sent this? You know, all this, um, all of these different narratives begin to play off, and I let the Holy Spirit lead and guide me through all of them. Now, going back. Through my own experiences, and I use my marriage, man. You know, I tell, I tell my wife all the time, you know, I'm not gonna walk on eggshells with you, so don't you walk on eggshells with me. I don't care what the emotion is. I don't care. You're not gonna bottle that stuff up. I'm not gonna bottle it up. I don't care if we got to have the same conversation. You know, 30 sometimes, we're gonna get down to the bottom of this. And as I do that. What I find is we're we're no longer faking the funk. We're no longer uh, in some place where we're at differences. We're no longer uh, uh, walking out some uh, pseudo-temporary situation. But no, we get to deal with what is really causing the differences, uh, us to be at differences, us to... uh, not be liking each other so much in those moments. And I'm telling you, as you do this, as you deal with things head on, as you deal with things at the root, it's going to just naturally cause you to operate out of a place of, in spite of what's going on, in spite of whatever things may be you'll be seeing yourself where you're standing you're executing deal with it at the root don't put it off don't keep holding it off deal with it at the root do it and business what you'll see is this uh phrase called xy five times and when you xy five times it's going to allow you to get down not just to the key performance indicators those things that play um, a major role in the outcome if i manipulate remove or or um, somehow control those uh, indicators or those factors um, they're going to have a dramatic uh, outcome. They're going to have a a dramatic input on the outcome. It's not just identifying those, but it also allows you to identify that acute cause analysis. So normally normally day one, we are defining (laughs) or putting together the problem statement. And on top of that, we are going to quantify it. So it, most of the times it's going to read something like Company XYZ loses loses out on 30% of their opportunities on a monthly basis due to the bottlenecks that are present within their their order process something like that. So but as well put as that statement may be, may seem and may be so wonderful, what that looks like is me spending two or three hours sometimes in in a um, in a boardroom with the team, and there's always that one person that's gonna say, "Oh, I know, I know what the problem is, right?" And so when I when I hear that, I'm trying to to decipher and decide does this person really know what the problem is. And is there a culture that exists within this organization that allows for innovation to happen? So I'm going to ask them, you know what's the problem? Why does this problem exist? What are the, what's the what is the data that supports what you you are saying the problem is? And then I go even further and ask them, you know, how long did you know that this problem. How long have you known that this is the problem? Then, um, normally, the last question I ask them is, if you know that th- that this is the problem for so long, why did you not let anyone know who has a decisive uh, function and implementing the change that's needed? As I do that, right? That's going to identify. The type of culture they have, because believe it or not, man, <laughs> yeah, e- even in um, healthcare systems, what needs to be done is not always done. It just ain't. And the reason I chose healthcare systems is because even though it's literally at times life or death, or literally at times going to result in something huge, it still is not always done or executed upon correctly. What I like about the form is one of the questions that's up there, it simply says, what was in place to prevent this? I love that question because no matter how many times I recreate this form, no matter how many times I am uh, walking somebody through this, uh, implementing it, it forces... Whoever that person is in leadership, to ask those questions of, do I need to implement more policy? If you're incorporating it and applying it to yourself, it forces yourself to actions to ask. When it comes to governing, what are th- what are the things I'm putting in place to get the outcomes I'm looking for as far as you know structure goes, and so. In a nutshell, it's going to start with yourself. There's no way of getting around it. You want to lead. You want to be strong for others. You want to be strong, period. You're going to have to start with yourself. And so that's why I love the concept the thought the, and the ideology of starting with yourself. And as you start with yourself, deal with things at the root. You, and sometimes you'll be surprised uh, what you find there because there'll be stuff that you'll be feeling like, well, oh, I, I got over that. I'm, I'm good now. And as you begin to deal with things at the root, as you begin to um, have that contemplative thought Where you and God are having that dialogue. God will tell you, hey man, look. That that, that hidden thing right there. That that piece you just keep overlooking right there. Yeah, I need you to uncover that. I I need you to start picking your cross up in in that area. Right there. And again, like I was saying earlier. You're doing this on a regular basis. On on the day to day. And as you're doing this, what you'll end up finding is you're just, it's going to naturally produce a strength within you. In addition to everything that was said, one of the things that I want to make sure that I add in and that I um, articulate is, as you're doing this, sometimes you may need a professional setting And if you find that you need a professional setting in which to do this or to pursue this, don't look down on yourself. You continue right on addressing it. You continue right on pushing through it. You continue right on dealing with those. And I'm going to give one last, I know I keep saying I'm going to give one last moment, but um, I'm reminded of a dream I had years ago. And... I do not naturally speak uh, Latin uh, the old ancient you know Latin I don't speak that but in the dream there was a word in there and if I'm not mistaken that word was uh, lethos and um, I want to say that's the right word I'm about to have to go back and look it up but I remember when I when I looked up the word whatever the word was it referred to Things that were hitting, and so again, I know (laughs) this is kind of like beating um, a dead horse, but please deal with it. Don't let it stay there. Don't let it build. Don't let it fester. Don't let it set up shop. You go when you deal with it, and again. I know I already said it once, but I just want to say it again. As you're dealing with all all of these things at the root, and you're doing it on a regular basis, your perception changes. Your your uh, the way you approach things, the wisdom increases. How you execute, man. <laughs> Your ability to execute increases. Even though there may be several different things opposing you, uh, several uh, varying stimulus, what you'll find is you're able to push right on through it. Do it. Do it now. Who is waiting on your voice? You have a message people need to hear. Stop putting it off and do it. Do it now. The Ann Believe Podcast Network is here to advance your vision. Let's start your podcast today.